Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people and it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are looking at some of the biggest clowns in the mm. country. These are the people that are they're around the world, really, and they really made 2020 just pop out. It made this year just the fucking stain on history that it is. This is this, this giant gumbo pot of lunatics that make the anti-lockdown protesters. Anti-lockdown protesters, yes. Oh, these are some of the worst people in living memory. You have libertarians, soft sits, anti-vaxxers, anti-5G, anti-fucking everything, all rolled into one, a melange of fucking shitbag crazy, and we'd like to get to them sharpish, but we can't right now because we have to do this. The Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. It's a big, beautiful world out there, but before it glows orange and bursts into flame, what particular feral cats clambered out of the wilderness and crawled up your ass this week, Joel? Oh, Q is back. back. Stop. The fucking clock, boys. The profit has returned. Yes, very, very exciting. After a long absence in a time where a lot of people were just a little bit keen to know what he's up to, the big Q, the number 17, has come back and given us something to think about. Mm. Not much, though. It's fucking piss poor. A YouTube clip of Trump with, we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister in the background. Piss it just like fat Clyde Palmer did. Yeah, it stinks of Clive. This is a, a bit of a thing that goes back a while. Tristan Sinster and Trump have already had a few issues in the past. Dee Snyder, who fronts the band, has already told Trump to stop using the fucking track oh, and yes, to generally just fuck off. Yes. They apparently know each other from Celebrity Apprentice. I mean, that's secondhand information. I don't watch that shit. But I'm not sure whether this actually added to the friction, whether they have a bit of a backstory. I would think, I would think it would have added... But, uh, I mean, like, realistically, there's, it's quite a high chance. Snyder just wants nothing to fucking do with, like, the house fire that is Trump, you know? Yeah, I think that's probably it. But either way, it looks like a real shit post, and it's got the Q troops both elated and devastated, yeah. depending on how pilled they are. And some people are really looking into it and trying to make some meaning out of it, while others are utterly pissed off. They've joined the cult, and uh, after a few weeks in hiding, this is all they get. Yeah, I would actually be pretty pissed off as well, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, many have said that Ron and Jim Watkins, the dirty tr- duo, yeah. father and son, who control the Q account and run 8Kun, um, they are behind, you know, Q posts. They control the account. They're basically Q, let's face it. At this point, it's pretty looking pretty likely because Ron's been very busy. He's this media darling of OANN mm. masquerading as this large systems there analyst. Which, like, he Alibar. goes out and run a forum. And he's laughing his son with this, like, remote kind of relevance in public. So he's been too busy to post. And this there kind of low-energy, sad-ass post looks like Ron said, look, Jim, please put one in for me. And this is just like it's it's just, it's showing the death throes of a laugh that's just served its time. It's Q's done. And another news, Joel uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, 
has uh, been diagnosed with a Rona. Bad day. Yes, he has. He has, finally. I mean, it's about bloody time, really. Uh, Trump's chief legal clown has managed to get a bit of a cough and take himself off to hospital. And, of course, this is after spending several hours in a bullshit theatrical hearing of which he was almost certainly contagious for. My, my main concerns, of course, lie with the wonderful Melissa Carone, who has done nothing wrong except for... Well, being a, 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 you know, like a lying ass. Might have perjured but, herself a couple of times, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. What's what's a lie between friends? But now that she's been publicly dragged as a drunken fool, <laughs> she's now going to wind up with this possibly quite large hospital bill after spending too much time with the fucking well, smiley mayor of America. Rudy, Rudy's been tapping her on the tapping her on the arm and just, you know, doing all sorts of intimate with things. his COVID covered fingers. So, like mm. this guy. He's on $20,000 a day. But what is the bet? He's not putting any of that aside for her hospital bills. I mean, Jenna Ellis, the other lawyer, who's probably on something similar, she got the Rona as well. And some are quite rightly speculating it's from the the farts that Rudy was making quite audibly in the recent hearing she was in. They're uh, they're big and they're toxic, Rudy's farts. You you can see the microbes in them. They're, They're actually walking upright. Yes, that's it. Yes, they've they formed their own communities and now have their own democracies that actually work, unlike the American one. Now, I wish her a speedy recovery. I wish them all a speedy recovery. Sure. And this is not the kind of speedy recovery that Q commentators went fucking ballistic about when everyone started wishing Trump a speedy recovery, who were completely convinced it was a deep state signal <laughs> to set Trump off and, you know, and, and pull the, the rug yeah. from underneath yeah. and pull kill him. On it. Yeah. It's it's actually a speedy recovery in a few days in bed and hopefully not coming down with one of those notorious lingering coughs that happens to a vast portion of people who get coronavirus and do not add to the death count. Just fucking say, just say, just say it's coronavirus. It's just, it's just, it's just a few days in bed. Look, big question for me, Joel. If Rudy became delirious with fever, how would we know? How yeah. would we know if he had flipped with a temp of 104 degrees and been driven insane, which for Rudy is a quick trip around the block at best? Yeah, see, this makes a lot of sense because one of the things that's really good about Rudy as a patient is that he's used to having things stuck up his ass. So when they put the thermometer in there, he's not even going to notice. That's quite small for his paces. So realistically, his his case was a mild one. And all jokes aside, he still went to hospital for it. So it can't be that fucking mild. But I think personally, he just needed a week off. I mean, bullshitting people is thirsty work. And he probably spent a fair bit of time just, you know, sitting back, smashing a few Coronas, which is a new cocktail that he's made up. Basically, you just take a shot of everything you can find in the liquor cabinet, chug it down, take a sharp huff of glue and hairspray in a brown paper bag. And I tell you what, at that point, if you've got coronavirus, it's probably going to come off second best to the corona. Well, speaking of taking a lot of fluids, uh, uh, this week uh, the first uh, vaccine rolled out uh, <laughs> for for non-clinical trials. This is the, uh, the very first yep. patient. Yep, there's Got a the lot of there. Yeah, the world is actually uh, quite watching like with a bit of better breath, um, you know, short of breath because of coronavirus, to see if Margaret Keenan, 90 of Coventry in England, immediately dies from the shot or, you know, her eyes slip back into her head and she oh, starts selling I, Microsoft I products. I really wanted old Mark Keenan. I thought she, had a, she might have had a sense of humour and just grab her heart the moment the needle went in and fall over faking death. Uh, the moment after she got her shot, just for shits and giggles. But she played it straight, bless her. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it would be pretty funny. But, like, look, it is actually a really risky move, giving the first shot to someone who is statistically on death's door. <laughs> but so far, so good. You know, Margie's held her own, and she's been a bloody trooper. Good she's honor. been really cool about it. Of course, the usual fuckwits, <clears throat> celebrity chef, uh, 
are clearly praying that she just dies in the next week. And this is, of course, to prove their non-existent point that their baseless suspicions, the vaccine's going to kill you, is probably just sort of harmless and fine and just, you know, makes you immune to fucking coronavirus. Well, second came off the rank and, and the first male to receive uh... Uh, the vaccine was William Shakespeare, and like the bard, was also from Warwickshire. Ooh. The eighty-one-year-old unleashed a torrent of puns in the media of the taming of the flu type, making the rest <laughs> of the world very, very sick indeed. But he did it, and if he can do it, so can you. And if he can do it, so can I. Fuck the anti-vaxxers, Joe. That's it. Amen. Anti-vaxxers are kicking and screaming about these immediate effects of infertility and death from the shot. And they are, as usual, based on fucking nothing. But they are yelling from the rooftops right now because this is their moment. It's the climax of their journey. And we can be assured that from here on in, any health issues we see in any way, shape or form are going to be due to the vaccine. Like, I'm looking forward to getting the shot, not because I want to be immune from COVID-19. The vaccine did it. Exactly. I want things to go back to normal so I can blame every shortcoming I have in life on the vaccine. I trip over, sprain my ankle, fucking vaccine. Bruise, fucking vaccine. Oh, not as much money. Oh, mate, I've been sick with the vaccine. Teenage, I would have made a fortune. If teenage son goes out and gets his hair dyed green, vaccine did that. 100%. It is going to be the scapegoat for everything into the future. And honestly, I think I've been held personally accountable for my actions for way too long. This vaccine's a fucking godsend. Bring it on. Shoot me up and take away all of our responsibilities. Uh, I'm queuing up uh, as well, Joe. I can't wait. Now, in other more somber news, the New Zealand Royal Commission into the Christchurch attacks of March uh, 2014. 2019. Mm. Uh, released its report this week. Uh, they did not name the individual. They named him once only Good. in the executive summary, which is exactly the right way to go. Fuck him. Uh, and uh, with uh, many hours of interviews with him, as well as uh, hours of interviews with hundreds of others, including survivors, we got a bit of, a bit of uh, an insight into what took place there with uh, the incident, the attack on the two mosques that left 51 dead and 40 injured. Fucking awful. And while uh, the individual, uh, the perpetrator, was uh, was was dabbling in far right politics, uh, he had made up to uh, thirty comments on uh, uh, the United Patriots front uh, Facebook page. He seemed to have a bit of a boner for Blair Cottrell as well. <laughs> uh, but He's so dreamy. Uh, the the Royal Commission has reported that that he was essentially radicalised online and yeah. most of it came from YouTube. He was yeah. uh, a big believer in the uh, the great replacement theory uh, yeah. and there are a great many YouTube videos still available uh, from people yeah. like Stephen Molyneux and, yeah. uh, and Lauren Southern who yeah. uh, popped their head up on Sky News uh, in yeah. this country. Two of the finest. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's a bloody tragedy because these are the sort of things you really look at. These are these are really these are real people that have t- had their lives taken so needlessly. And when you look at the the way in big tech, you don't need to censor people to stop people from being radicalized. You don't taking down the great replacement theory videos is not censorship. That's just it's, common sense. It, 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 these things are often clouded by free speech arguments, and and I maintain that's annoying. not the issue for Facebook or any big tech YouTube, which is wholly owned by Google, of course. Uh, it's it's an issue of curation. They just yep. don't want to put the bums on seats to sort it out. No, and, and they make money and from they the wait clicks. until there's an enormous amount of pressure. Now, YouTube has pulled some videos down, but they've still got a long, long way to go. 
Yeah. And they won't until they're forced. And of course, with libertarian America the way it is and the way it's probably going to continue to be, their, their hand will never be forced. It's too much of this First Amendment shit in the air. Well, from us anyway, Joel, we'd just like to say, put your heads in at YouTube and stop Absolutely. forming utter cunts who have blood on their hands. Uh-huh. And uh, we'd like to uh, kick big tech a bit harder. I'm on my feet right now and ready to sink the slipper, but I have to hold back because now it's time to have a look at a dark group of tryhards and fakers who need a good kicking too. And we're going to do that now in our deeper dive. So the general consensus on 2020 is that it has been a little bit shit. Not a great year, no. We've seen COVID-19 rock the planet. And while we did dodge a lot of the bullets in Australia, Mm. the rest of the world has taken a kick to the nuts. Ouch, yes. I do feel for Victoria. They suffered a fairly protracted lockdown, one of the biggest in the world. 100 days, yes, 100 days. I think 101 or two days. Yeah, something like that. You know, what's a couple of days in lockdown between friends and Chairman Dan, huh? But... The arts have really suffered. Uh, you know, theatres are coming Absolutely. back into play now, but people have been out of work for a long time. There's just there's been a lot of things. Border, border closures have torn families apart over yes. the year, and especially those who have been stranded overseas. This is not to say that COVID has not had an adverse impact on ah. people's lives. Well, yes, we still do have some thirty odd thousand Australians waiting to get home. And meanwhile, uh, Tony Abbott and Lexi Downer and uh, oh, they've been they've been all over the shop, and uh, and their former finance minister. Well, you know he's he's getting uh, getting paid to sit on a jet that we own, red fucking carpet. So obviously there are issues, but the thing is, is the main problem has been that people couldn't get a skewy at the pub. Well, then, that was hard to be honest. It was yeah, it was annoying. But I mean, I'm not having a fucking rally about it. And the thing is, now the pubs have reopened. They make you sit down. Oh, mm. Aww. yeah, yeah. That was that. Look, that's been unpleasant too. But yes, I'm not going to hit the streets over it. I'm not going to go to the barricades over uh, over having to sit down rather than stand at the bar. Exactly, because the thing is, Australia have been the sorest winners this year. Yeah. Because people think we're this amazing country that beat coronavirus, and we did. But if the fucking plague rats had their way, we would be up to our ears in the bug. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, and I'm just, just as a fucking side note, I am so ready for this episode because I have spent all day today and several days in the car <laughs> running around listening to fucking Thanos and Craig Cole interviews. And honestly, Ooh. these are malevolent actors at best. These people are bad for society. The shit they come up with. I can tell you're angry, girl. I can tell you're angry. You've got to vent. Keep going. And now, while it's childish to say, I told you so, I want to preface this episode with a giant, I fucking told you so. Just stay at home, you cunts. And when things are a bit spicy, wear a mask the shops. Look how well we've done. Shit is getting back to normal. The fucking carry-on around this has been astounding. And yet, here we are. Stadiums are at full capacity now. Pubs are back to normal. Yes, you have to check in with a QR code. You're technically literate. Fuck. Get over it. Nobody wants to track you. You are inconsequential. How many times do you have to fucking say this? I think so, I think you're sort of getting it, uh, getting it, getting right in deep into them there uh, when you talk about inconsequential human beings. Uh, but why are they still pro- why are they still protesting, Charles? I mean, you know, uh, basically lockdown's been lifted. You can go and watch the go and watch the cricket. You can pretty much do whatever you want to do. You can go and see a band. You can do whatever you like. Uh, almost exactly shit's gone back to normal 
Because the fucking lockdowns worked. So, like, these assholes had a bunch of protests last week. And 5th of December in Melbourne and Cairns, Adelaide and wherever the fuck else. And these are places that are phasing out the COVID restrictions. Things are going back to normal. It's nothing to do with your protests. It's just the fact that we never wanted these things to be permanent. And these people are almost like kicking and screaming as they get sort of dragged back into freedom because their hobby cause <laughs> is dying in front of them. Like, do they just want to cling to relevance? Because that's what I'm feeling here. Because yes. otherwise, it just seems like this is their thing now. Like, how can that's they go it. back to life being boring nobodies with no mates? That's and, right. Because at least, at least, at least, when they could all get together online and a bit of a chat and 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 start talking about Nazi Germany rearing its ugly head in Australia, yeah, fuck about Dan Andrews, yeah, 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 and and they all, had purpose. And all sorts of horror shows about going going to basically uh, uh, disarm the police and and all this sort of nonsense. It gave yeah. them some sense of meaning and it some did. sense of social contact that they don't otherwise have. And they probably won't because tell you what, any of their normie mates that used to call them up for a beer on the weekend have probably taken them yeah. out of their fucking contacts. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah, that's right. Don't know if they're getting bloody invited back to Christmas this year. No. But probably. essentially what we're seeing here is we're seeing a shift of the, the, the spectrum. These guys are going to have to basically create a whole bunch of new threats to our freedom and throw them into the public and see if they can get you know, cling on to this relevance. There's going to be Bill Gates vaccine hysteria. There's going to be Agenda 21 and the Great Reset. And basically, they're just going to sneak the word Marxism into anything that sounds cool. Like, the thing is, I mean, and to their credit, to their credit, these guys, they, they, they walk the talk. They are all about small business. And the Gosleme trucks that have probably been cleaning the fuck up. Gosleme trucks, yeah, they've been on fire around these uh, around these rallies. God bless them. This is the stimulus package they need. It's it's perfect. But the thing is, is that these guys also have to deal with these fucking wankers trying to pay for their Gosleme and Bitcoin and fucking yeah, gold charts. That's got to be confusing. That's got to be oh. confusing. If you're running a Gosleme truck, that's not what you want to see. Anyway, no. Joel, who are these anti-lockdowners? Who are the key anti-lockdowners? And let's uh, heap shit on a few of them. Uh, who, who is this all-star cast of fuckwits and lunatics? Well, there's there's quite a few good ones, but we're going to fix on the real head stars because, like, you know, we're not here for hours. We're here for minutes. So, Thanos Panayides. Thanos. He's he's great. I know you like Thanos. You uh, you respect like his, um, yeah. his intellectual vigor. Yeah. Yeah, look, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Look, poor old Fanus. I, I reckon he's got a uh, an IQ around about sixty three. Uh, yeah, I, I've actually got a toaster oven that's smarter <laughs> than Fanos Panayidis because it's got a clock in it. You know, yes, <laughs> it, it's a bit smarter than Fanos. But he, look, he is the archetype. I reckon here, he is the one who's saying, "I all I want out of this is a bit of fame." Yeah, he had a crack at it before the pandemic, didn't he? He was on that horrible show on Channel Seven, Family Food Fight or something. Yeah, came third to his credit. I mean, I can't see the guy as being a good chef, but um, you know, he he fooled someone. It must be said the series didn't last long, and probably Fanos had a fair bit to do with that. Um, uh, The uh, the ratings dropped off the moment Fanos turned up, and um, and uh, basically Channel Seven looked at it and went. Let's get rid of this shit show at once. And that was the end of Thanos' tilted fame, Mark One. And this uh, this experience of television made him so cranky yeah. that he decided to uh, convince everyone to smash their television. Yeah, and yeah. This, this was his real start of fame. This was the beginning of the end of the beginning of, uh, of Thanos where he did his little, like, 
television, more like tell our vision. <laughs> it tells you what to do. It tells you what to eat. Like, honestly, the thing is, is that because he's talking to gullible fucks, these are probably the people that marketing is tailored for. So I do feel the fact that these guys should smash their televisions because when we look at ads for Kmart, we see annoying kids and dumb background music. These fuckers probably actually do start thinking, you know what? Maybe I could do with a Nerf gun. Well, so I mean, credit, I mean, credit. It, it just seems a you know really impressive way to make a point. I'm going to smash some of my own property and uh, and 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 film it and then pop it up there saying you know I. I, I we're doing this for Thanos, who's dirty on Channel 7 for scrapping yep. family food fight. Yep, and he's really funny because he, like, rallied his people, to, like, his followers to do it. And then when some of them didn't do it or, like, there was a sort of thing, oh, he'd do these videos it. getting all pissed off. He's like, whoa, I fucking smashed my TV. <laughs> Why can't you smash your fucking TV, bro? And it, would have been, like, it would have been the one sitting in the garage there that uh, blowing a tube or something. Yeah, collecting a dust. Grand to fix it. So he should yep. hit it with a hammer. God love him. Thanos. 100%. Uh, he's uh, he got a background uh, in the security industry. Uh, I think yes. Uh, I love a little euphemism, by the way. He's a bouncer. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a bouncer. And that's probably, you know, one of the uh, one of the interesting things. I mean, like, you know, this is a man who is very much fixated on a cashless society. So, I mean, maybe you got a few cashies and, you know, he got used to it. And now now he finds it difficult to give up on them. Who knows? But I mean, like, well, he's, he's, me, it's not a money thing for Thanos. I really honestly believe mm. that Thanos is doing this to say, I really don't care about the money. I just want to be famous. I want to see my face on telly again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's all about. Now, here's uh, Craig Cole. Tell me a little bit about Craig Cole. Craig Cole uh, has one headshot. He has one headshot that just says, I'm in a rebel <laughs> motorcycle outfit. I mean, the guy just looks like a bikey. He looks quite terrifying. I look into his eyes and I just like, I hope he never listens to this because seeing him in a car park, just charging toward me with a fucking, you know, like a fold up chair to hit me over the head with it is terrifying because it turns out he's a fucking pro wrestler, isn't he? The pro wrestler, Craig the Pitbull Cole. <laughs> uh, that is what he's done. And it's very, very apt, uh, his wrestling name, because he looks like a, like he's got a pair of Molly grips for a head. Um, yes. uh, he calls himself a light worker. And yeah, he does. Yeah, he calls himself a light worker and a freedom educator. This is, oh, dear. Uh, he's, he's, doing, he's doing the cosmic consciousness thing at Uluru soon. I don't know what the deal is. I looked at the speaker list. Most of us just piss sweet grifters and nobodies. There is a friend of mine on there, actually, and I love him dearly. So it's a bit conflicting for me. It's, it's hard. It's hard because Craig Cole is not... I, I personally believe that Craig Cole is not a good force in this world. Now, here's a guy who calls himself a light worker, calls himself a freedom educator, but as Tom Tanaki's brilliant video um, pointed out, he, and, I, and, and also maybe he was the guy that took down Egg Boy, but he was an active supporter of Fraser Anning when Fraser Anning came oh, out Fraser. in basic support of the Christchurch shooter saying it was the Muslim's fault for basically existing. Yeah, you know, you got uh, a couple of neurons missing when you when you sit down and think, oh, look, Fraser Anning, uh, he's all for, he, he's basically coming out endorsing the Christchurch Shooter, why wouldn't I want to go and associate myself with him? I mean, and that's what what Craig Craig the Pitbull's done. And I'm just, I can't, I can't let that rest. So, look, and also, there will never be any excuse for that. Um, uh, look, um, uh, let's move on to Abi Yemeni, uh, the the Israeli Australian, yeah, Uh, the Australian. 
Yeah, he's got cute. a conviction for assaulting his, uh, I think, fiance. Uh, I don't think they yeah. were married, but um, uh, and uh, and she. Uh, I've read her victim impact statement, which is really compelling. He was a very controlling, horrible man. Yep, and, that's surprising. Uh, at all. And he got done for it. So, Abby, don't you ever forget, son? You yep. are a convict. You are a convicted criminal. You hit women with chopping blocks. Mm. We will remind you of this at every opportunity. One of the great things that a bunch of lefties have been doing, and I mean, agitating these guys is not exactly something I like, you know, put on a pedestal, but they follow him around to the rallies he turns up to with fucking chopping boards to remind him of the fact that he's been done for, uh, uh, like, assaulting his partner with a fucking chopping board. Yeah, look, and I mean, I, I'm not sure that I go for that. because I mean, basically, you have to understand that Ami Yemeni is... is is that man, you know, basically that is what I, wouldn't, is. I wouldn't go around sort of belittling what he, what he put his partner through. No, but um, I think giving him shit by, is by very funny. By satirising it that way. But but really, uh, you know, Abi Yemeni, I mean, if he ever forgets, I'll be there to remind him that he is 100%. a wife-beating piece of shit. He is a complete scumbag. Of course, like he's got the Kramagar fucking gym and all that sort of stuff. So clearly he's fixated around violence. And this scene, I personally think that he's got massive issues surrounding his height. He's a little guy. Yeah, he's only a short ass, yeah. I think it's fuck with him throughout his, his time. And I have actually a lot of sympathy for, for short guys, as I've expressed in my yeah. Incels episode past. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, no, no, look, I mean, the short Bleeding guys, heart. I've got nothing against short guys either. But, but when you do have a bad case of small man syndrome, that's an entirely different matter. Well, yeah, the beast gets out of the box and then you you know it becomes about the beast and not the box but yeah. like you know when it's the 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 Avi Yemeni thing he's just continually trying to prove something to like it's like maybe like his dad or like god i don't no, know it's more just look at me stuff it really is that sort of uh, look at me narcissism he turns yeah, up it at, is. he turns up at rallies uh, you know with t-shirts with the words press i love uh, that uh, I love that. He's like bought them on the internet. Yeah, like, he's brought, brought you, know, them on, you know. I mean, this is look. I, I am a journalist, Avi, and and that's not accreditation. That's not going to get no. you. Uh, that's not going to get you anywhere. But there he goes. He, he, he does turn up there and and goes asking provocative questions designed to basically upset already angry people. Yeah, basically. And the thing that's really funny with Avi is that people have called him out on the fact that he calls himself a journalist and makes a big point of having these giant press t-shirts and all that sort of bullshit. People say, Avi, you're not a journalist. And he comes back with the saltiest video saying, I'm a fucking journalist. Look, look at this. I've got a website. Oh, look. This is oh fuck you, man! It cuts him. It cuts him to the actual yeah, bone. He, and he really hates here's, here's a message, Ari. Pretend you're, journalist. Don't you're don't. not a journalist. Jack's a journo. And, you're not. Yeah, hey. Basically, son. The other thing that really displeases me about him is that he used to knock around with Tommy Robinson, that awful piece of shit drug addict, uh, anti-Semite, vicious Nazi from England. And Tommy's yeah, in glamour at the moment, but uh, uh, so that might leave Harvey with a bit of bit of time on his hands. He's not basically lapping lapping at his backside either. The other thing yes. about Abby Yemeni is he hasn't been allowed into Trump's America. He uh, he flew over there, uh, caused a bit of mischief a couple of years ago and uh, was pulled up by US Customs, made to sit in a very small room for a couple of days before they put him on a plane and sent him home. Good. Which is, Fuck yeah, it. very funny. I, I just thought it was really funny. Avi, like you're not allowed in Trump's America. 
No, because you throw chopping blocks at women and you're not a journalist. Yeah, look, it may well have had something to do with that conviction for the assault uh, and it may have been some of the other things that he was knocking around. But it wasn't made clear and he certainly didn't make it clear. But uh, he didn't get uh, any further, I think, than uh, LAX or perhaps it was uh, San Francisco. And, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, was uh, put back on a plane at his own expense and uh, come back to Australia. I mean, Christ. Yep. Yeah, talking yeah, well, about, about what, our exports, our exports going, going at his expense. We can't even get rid of, can't even get rid of Yemeni. Yeah, that's it. Well, the Chinese have put a fucking tariff on him. But like, essentially, uh, Avi put up a fifty, uh, not a fifty. He put up a fundraiser for this, uh-huh. like a Supreme Court challenge to one of his arrests. He's going to say it's battery and false imprisonment and all sorts of probably based on some sob shit bullshit. Probably get GMB lawyers to fucking you know carry it out. But he got 50,000 bucks out of a crowdfund. No strings. No strings. There's no, like, there was no, nothing that I can see at least. You know, I'm I'm speculating here. But I can't see any reason why he can't just take that money and just keep it. Buy himself a nice car or... uh, Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe, get a mate to represent him. He's never going to win the fucking case. He's going to embarrass Tommy his Robinson's shit. legal bills or, you know, yeah, he could do anything with it. He, he's, not, he's not bound to actually commence an action against uh, the Victoria Police Force. No, and you know what? He fucking might not. So now tell let's me, see how that goes. Every single person that we've been looking at is a straight-out narcissist I need to get ahead. I need to see my. Uh, I need to see my head in the telly. And here we got another one here, Victor Tay. Tell me a bit about. So Victor Tay is quite different from the other guys because these other guys are sort of knockabout guys, you know, Craig Cole, the Pitbull. It's like a stick. It's stick with Victor Tay, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's like a bit that he does. Yeah, like he's just he's a pastor in Liverpool at a church, yeah. um, and apparently. Like he's a bit of a sort of like you know anti same sex marriage type, so he dabbles in those sort of like shitty church politics. Yeah. But essentially, this is the guy that wore the headband that said "Liberty" with the shitty Nike swoosh on it that he wrote in permanent marker. And the whole thing is because when lockdown came in, you're allowed to exercise. I think it was like within two kilometers of your house. Yeah. So he was like, oh, "I'm just exercising my rights," hey! and it's like this dumbass fucking pun. The guy's insufferable. He's just got this vibe that just says, "I am an idiot. I am an asshole, and I am a coward." Because essentially, like this is based on something that Tom Tanneke was saying, and I love his work on this because. This guy just needs to be fucking ripped to shreds and Tom knows all about him. Basically, when Renee uh, Altacrity, um was being arrested and using her child as a fucking shield against the cops and spouting all sorts of sovsit nonsense, everyone was like, oh, where's Victor? Because he'd organized the rally and he just like ran away because he was terrified <laughs> of getting fucked with by the cops. I don't know what how, like if there's any issues with being a church pastor and getting a conviction or something like that, but he is so. dodging I arrest. I don't think so. I mean, you know. It's all fucking talk. You know, this guy's not the Pope. He's not the Archbishop. This is this. We are talking about uh, one of your Pentecostal outfits. Yes, so, yeah. And I mean, like, but the thing is, is that like this guy, he just he just sits there with the cops with his straight face saying, I'm just exercising, bro. And the cops like, okay, show us your ID. And he's like, okay, they're, okay, why are you here? You live in the Western suburbs. Why are you in Macquarie Street? I'm just exercising, bro. Why, why, why are you jogging here? I'm just exercising, bro. Stop lying with such a straight face it's just, like it's it's like bad stand-up i mean quite it is it's just bad comedy and and it's and, bad uh, sketch comedy but but when it, whenever push comes to shove whenever uh the uh, new south wales uh, police force reach for the handcuffs or god oh, yeah. forbid the taser, he's out uh he just shits himself 
Yep, that's it. Because that's the kind of guy he is. He is a coward and a fucking asshole. But look, at least when we look at these guys, they are amusing. You know, compared to the uh, heavily armed uh, American, their heavily armed American counterparts. Yeah, uh, our boys are, are basically just out of control narcissists. Yeah, and they're adorable for the most part. And then, uh, then you've got like the American ones where you know they take AR-15s to open carry rallies. Um, they've got well-organized militias with all that sort of Second Amendment bullshit. Um, you know, like it's it's a it's a quite a stark difference. And a lot of the guys who run those sort of rallies, whether it be like Alex Jones, the Turning Point USA guy, Charlie Kirk, uh, you know, lots of these libertarian guys, a lot of these sort of Republican. Uh, slightly sort of wingnut types have been at this for a decade. Yeah. You know, like these guys are established. They've yeah. got these organizations. Look, look, the militia movements have been around for the best part of 30 years they, and they certainly have grown, but the, the idea of establishing militia been yeah. basically, basically with America since the revolution or before the revolution and now, uh, and, and now it's taken a sort of deeper, uglier turn. You know, this is, this is when, you know, the federal government started, uh, you know, they refused to pay federal taxes, basically. Yeah, there's the, the Bundys who did that, the you know, sits. Don't yeah. tell us what to do and don't step yeah. on us and all Don't tread on me, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, oh, that's, the, yeah. that's the Americans. But in Australia, I mean, basically we've had some we've had some very, very funny people. A personal favourite of mine was Eve Black, Ooh, uh, the yeah. stripper and uh, topless, wa- topless waitress. Yeah. Isn't, that a, isn't that a wonderful thing to have in your resume? Uh, it, it, it was filmed uh, sort of self-congratulating. Uh, yeah. She'd done a runner on a Victoria Police roadblock. That was insane. And I remember seeing this, and it was it was, it was was broadcast everywhere, not just on her Facebook page. And I remember thinking, oh, darling, I don't know if you've done the right thing, thing there. I mean, she sort of fooled herself into thinking Vic Pole is all kindness and hugs and on your way, ma'am. You know, you can just go. And uh, and I, I, I just remember thinking, I give it about forty eight hours, and that's when there's yep. going to be a violent arrest. And I think it yep. took maybe seventy two in the end. Yeah, <laughs> but when something it happened, like that. Yeah, you know, when it, it happened, happened, it happened exactly. Do not mock Vic Pol. I mean, yeah, totally, they, yeah. They have really, really poor sense of humour when they are mocked. <laughs> they do not laugh at themselves. Trust me on this. No, no sense of humour. And and her window was smashed. Uh, uh, you know, and and yeah, she sort did. Of was uh, she, she sort of she thought she could, you know, the first bloke she met at the uh, at, at, at the road stop uh, that that did let her go. I mean, I think he might still be in counselling at Victoria Police <laughs> headquarters because uh, you know, come on, son, uh, you might have gone a little bit harder there. Um, and uh, so, you know, basically. And then the next copper she she met was going to be, you know, like the forty five year old sergeant. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> who, who hates just about everything. Yes, hates, hates everything comedy and especially young people. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's funny because when you look up the sovsits like she did with the the, the video in the car. If you look up Sovsits getting owned on YouTube, and you, there's a lot of American ones, there's some good Australian ones yeah, there as well. Fantastic clips there. And, and uh, look, just I, I, I recommend, on. I recommend, if you need a good laugh, go and have a look at some Sovereign Citizen videos. I do not consent. I do not yeah. consent. Not, not relevant, champion. And the thing is, is that yeah. cops are getting better at it. So I saw this one was really brutal. This guy said, you know, I don't, you know, I don't consent. I don't, I don't need to do anything. So the cop just goes, okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make you submit to a breath test. The guy's clearly sober. Yeah. I'm gonna make you submit to a breath test. I don't consent. Okay, cool. Is that you saying you're not gonna do the breath test? Cool. You refuse the breathalyzer, yeah. Then I'm gonna give you a drug test. 
Okay, you don't consent? All right, cool, done, no problem. Here's your court summons. <laughs> Fuck you. She's racking up charges, yeah. I mean, that's that's about $10,000 in uh, in freedom tickets right there. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, basically, you know, the police, law enforcement in the United States had to be retrained uh, yeah. to basically deal with the threats of, threat, threat of self-sits. I mean, you know, like Eve Black, they thought, oh, this will be really funny. Yeah. Uh, and... And to, this will be really funny to mock the Victoria Police Force because, you know, they're, they're renowned for their sense of humour. How's that? And, yeah. And so she got – there have been some others. Rene uh, – uh, I'm sorry. Altacrity, I think it is. Rene Altacrity, yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 as you said before, she used uh, uh, one of her children or a child as a shield. Against the yeah, place. it's charming. The Magna Carta sign was really good because it clearly showed. And she's and this is another thing that I saw with Tom's videos where she was going on and on about how Wayne Glue got her off the charge, which is not true at all. She got <laughs> basically given a court summons, and the cops just moved on because she's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but she's wearing. She had this sign that said something along the lines of like, you know, if you don't have freedom, you've got no something Magna Carta. Like it was just like. <laughs> Really, child's play so shit shit because she's been watching Wayne Glue on fucking YouTube. She says it so proudly. She loves that Wayne Glue like really hooked her up with this amazing like inside info on how to get away from the cops. But realistically, what she did was get the camera rolling, <laughs> fuck with the cops, and then push her child, push her child. in between her and the police. If anyone's going to get tased, it's going to be a kid first. <laughs> and that's the thing like it's just so bad and like you know i know people like good friends of mine were sharing the video saying this is an outrage and i'm there just going you're getting played like you guys say sheep oh yeah there was a lot of that there was a lot of that reporting particularly around the arrest of zoe bueller oh god i mean my heart fucking bleeds in the in the pajamas what mainstream media was like they're averse to having a look at her facebook page which was really weird yeah like she was venomous yeah She's not a nice person. Like, this whole sort of like, you know, oh, but like I had no idea I was inciting people. Like, bullshit. You were fully aware of it. And look, using pregnancy as some sort of like legal shield. But this is this is the same thing. You know, Panayetes is another one. Uh, as soon as they, they are met with consequence, they just, yeah. they just go to water. Oh, totally. I mean, totally. And like, I do feel for the fact that Zoe was, uh, you know, like she sort of got slightly ambushed in the morning. You know, she was in her jammies. It was, you know, and she is pregnant. But the thing is, they came in and they were basically just like, oh, sorry, mate, we have to arrest you. And she was like, no, but just just, just don't arrest me. And they're like, well, no, like it's kind of too late for that now. Cool. Like, But, but she, she, she basically organized a rally during a- In the height of the fucking plague. Yeah. Like it's just I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, what 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 do they expect? I mean, what do they expect? They must expect some form of enforcement. Um, they were warned. Yeah, they were so very thoroughly warned. So I just I don't play into the whole thing. As soon as walked into her home, she's saying, "Look, I'll take it down. I'll take it." Yeah, down. it's like it's a bit late for that, you know. Yeah, you were warned. You were told not to do this. And then you went ahead and did it anyway. And what do you expect? You know, actions have consequences in the middle of a pandemic, especially. That's it. I think there are certain like sort of social classes, certain ethnicities that do feel like police are never going to knock on their door. And then when they do, they sort of sit there and go, oh, can I help you? Like, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, but you really are doing it. And look, I think we're all guilty of this. We think we're a little bit invincible if we're in the middle class or a little bit wider center. 
But, mate, I mean, she really stepped it up a notch to just be like, I broke the law. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, being, being pregnant affords you certain certain benefits and privileges possibly, but it's not, it's not going to... It's not going to get you get you off a charge. No, not, no matter what Wayne Glue tells you, being pregnant does not make you immune from legal consequences. For fuck's sake! One of the funniest ones, I think, and just in terms of certainly underestimating Victoria Police Force was James <laughs> Mackay. Yes. Oh my God, he's that so funny. So funny. James. Yeah. James is. Uh, uh, he's got a bit of a soft sit mentality, doesn't he? he yeah. He, oh, big time. Oh, brandishing all sorts of laws. And he had the no trespassing sign yeah, on his door. Sorry. That's like that magical, you, you, like... You may not enter. I am a free man yeah. and, you know... <laughs> I'm immune from warrants because they don't apply to me because I have this sign that I've printed <laughs> off the internet. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. I've, you know, don't arrest me or I'll sit sit down and read Magna Carta to you. The, yeah, that's it, it. And you will be upset. Yeah. <laughs> and that lasted about... Ooh, I'm going to say about 12 seconds before they, the, before the wallopers basically forcibly entered into his premises and arrested him. They sent the no bullshit squad for that one because What's they really the did come up. And- What's the charge? What's the charge? Incite- incitement like what 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 is the question you, you already even know that like the great thing was is that he was there completely not thinking he, like unless he's a very good actor it genuinely comes off in the video that he's not expecting them to battering ram the door down like his no trespassing signs actually like this invisible and, force shield and and, and he, he did that too. he had the force shield going but he yeah. also left some contraband i mean look you know you're hot <laughs> you know you you could be a little bit tropical and he's, mm. and he's left some left some contraband lying around the place. A couple of samurai swords, I think. I mean, look, I feel for him with this one because, like, as he said, it's like Aragon from Lord of the Rings or some shit. I don't know. I don't really follow it. But, like, basically, the guy just had something he bought off the internet. It's like a, a, it's a commemorative sort of thing. <laughs> the cops are fantastic at this. friend of mine got charged with possession, basically, of a bong. And the bong had used, it was the, it was the end of a fire hose. So they charged him with they charged him with receiving stolen goods as well. Jesus, see that's the thing. They'll find something. And if they go through your house, right? They're going to find. They're going to find. Go through anyone's house. They're going to find contraband. Hmm. They're going to find something that's that's not strictly kosher. And it doesn't mean the charge necessarily has to get up at the magistrate's court. It no. just means here's a long list of things you're going to have to deal with. You better get yourself a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. And the thing with this is, like, you know, there's this, you know, like mentality of like, oh, I've got this force field. Fuck these guys, blah blah blah. But let's face it, when it comes to cops like this, oh. what you say in that interaction at first is the level of motivation they have to <laughs> pin you up on this shit. And what he did is he basically said to them in sovereign citizen speak, please make my rap sheet as long as humanly fucking possible. But hang on, please violently arrest me. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, then, then give me a hamburger with a lot, which is Victoria police force speak for, we're going to charge you with pretty much everything we can think of. Exactly, which includes a fucking nerd sword, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. he had to admit on TV that he owned. <laughs> hey, look, they all got together. All these, but all these people have been amusing us for for the last. Could be a saying, really, in many ways. And yeah. uh, and uh, but they get together for their little Freedom Day rallies. And oh, thank tell, you. Tell us just how completely shit they are. 
Well, it's just that thing of like, you know, you've got these Freedom Day rallies and one of the things that the left have been doing, and I personally think it's a little bit attention grabby, it's a bit Instagrammy, that all these kids have these like, you know, cute signs with these great little slogans and stuff like that, often lots of Simpsons characters. Wow. But the thing is- It shows a bit of creativity, a bit of talent. It does. Yeah. Exactly. And like this, these themes that lefty protests are, are usually like, you know, kids behind barbed wire and Nauru fucking, you know, being poked and prodded by- Peter Dutton's fucking Gestapo. Like, you know, it's got these awful vibes. But then you have these, like, Simpsons against, you know, jailing children, and it's kind of funny. But freedom but free, uh, freedom Day rallies. Yeah, no. Nothing. They're so shit. Nothing They're going so on. So no, no, not anything really. Nothing clever about their signs. And the humor's snarky. It's just like, oh, you're a fucking sleep. <laughs> Chemtrails are a thing. These are not the, the sharpest tools in our sheds, in the nature's no. sheds. But uh, they're also, I noticed, very poorly dressed. That was the yes. thing. There was uh, not a lot of sartorial splendor amongst uh, amongst the ones who were assembling at... Um, assembling in Melbourne. They'd make a very bad centrefold spread, I tell you what. That being said, the the influences are pretty hot. Thanos has got a pretty nice thing going on. Bartolo's a bodybuilder. <laughs> Eve Black's pretty cute. Renee Altacrity, she's pretty cute. Yeah. But then when you get away from the glossy YouTube yeah. veneer, you get the real ones. And you get down to the shrine on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Have a good look at them. Oh, crikey, there's a lot of ugly people. Like, there's, there are people have just been as if someone's just waited in with the ugly stick and just kept beating uh, until, uh, until, <laughs> until they you know, basically had to stop, until the thing yes. broke. Until the, thing until the Magna Carta intervened. Yeah. So, so, really, a horrendous group of people who seem to wander around aimlessly as well. There didn't seem to be any plan, and it was like, oh, let's go to Elwood Park. We'll go to Elwood Park. And, they, they, and then they went to Elwood Park and sort of walked towards the sea with the Victoria Police Force on the shore. I mean, this is one of the worst escape attempts ever planned. Surely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Were they going through like a Harold Holt or something? Like, I mean, <laughs> fucking surely, hell. Surely they, surely they can't swim. Surely they don't have boats or anything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, one of the things I find with these guys is that they're so stunned by the idea of violence at protests being incited by cops. Like, lefties are so across yeah. this brief. It, since the fucking time, the dawn of time, lefties have gone to protest, cops have baited them, and then there's been this massive fight, and a few unwashed kids have gone to jail, usually their QC dad to get them off the charge, and, like, you know, like, order is restored. But I was listening to Thanos saying that when he got arrested, it was his first rally, and he was so astounded by how the cops were being inflammatory. And that's the thing with these guys. Like, these are the guys who will sit at home and snigger at the, the shithead art students who are getting pepper sprayed because they're fuck bitches. But now it's their cause. The fact that they go out, and all of a sudden the cops start, like, you know giving them a bit of shit on the corners and tapping on the on the ankle with their little batons. And they're like, what's this shit? No, look, like, mate. I, every now and then, I mean, this is just the way police will act with crowds, generally speaking. Is they'll, they'll just go, you're a troublemaker. And, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty good. They've got pretty good trained eyes. And they just go, you're a troublemaker. And they'll just go in. There'll be three of them just go bang. And, they're, yeah. they're, and they'll sit that bloke on his ass. And, and, and they can just say, right, we'll take you away. And you can wander off. But if you want to continue to give a shit, we'll charge you with stuff. 
Yeah, that's pretty much exactly the MO. And like, I was listening to these UK anti-lockdowner guys, this like weird podcast where he just went and interviewed these sort of people. And there was this guy who basically went like, you know, oh, there's these people getting arrested, blah, 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 you know, what's going on, that sort of stuff. And like, oh, they got arrested for no reason. And in my head, I'm thinking either they got arrested for a very good reason or they've got a shitload of form and the cops just went, I know who you are. I've seen you on YouTube. You are going to, you know, you're going to lock up for 12 hours. I have to wonder, Joel, are these places good pickup joints for neo-Nazis, do you reckon? I think so. I definitely think so. Absolutely. I mean, the the the, the way in which these signs, these humorless fucking signs, are queue adjacent, they've got all the stuff about adrenochrome, the cabal, the globalists. Yeah. I mean, adrenochrome yeah. is blood libel, the globalists are the Jews, the cabal are the Jews. It's a smorgasbord. It's a smorgasbord of, of the extreme right. It all points back to the same place, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, I think there's going to be an uptick in Nazi activity as a result of all these rallies and all this kind of, like, cue stummering. I reckon behind the scenes, there's been a lot of friendships made. They're going to start having that thing of, like, you know, hey, man, have you heard about? Hey, man, have you heard about? And it's yeah. just going to go further and further down the rabbit hole Look, until I, it's like, I'd, oh, argue, I'd, argue, I'd argue that, it, that that's been going for, for a long time now. And Yeah, and I just feel like it's bigger... I suspect and I certainly hope that we're starting to see a drop-off. Uh, what happened in Greece uh, was uh, was spectacular. Yeah, uh, they the cleared Austrian, house, didn't the they? The Austrian far-rights dropped off. Um, yeah. French far-rights dropped off. Like, well, they that continue good. to be a problem. Don't don't get me wrong. But I, yeah. I, I, I would say in terms of Australia's recruitment, it would be either steady as it's been or perhaps decline some way. Well, I mean, I'd say so. The thing is they're tapping into audiences. Like you've got this weird thing with the wellness crossover with QAnon, Sovereign Citizens, the Yummy Mummy groups who are sharing all this crazy pastel Q shit, which is like child trafficking, adrenochrome, and it all comes back to the Jews. And in the end, at the end of the day, you've got all these people who are spending all this time on the internet probably trying to get away from their children they love so much. And then they start thinking, hold on a second, the biggest threat to this beautiful child I love so much, the Jews. And then you get Nazis. You get fucking Nazis. I mean, women are not immune from joining the ranks. And we're going to see a lot more 88 tattoos, I think. <laughs> well, that's uh, something perhaps not to look forward to. No. Look, where do we go from here? I mean, basically, the, 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 uh, the fines, et cetera, that have been doled out to people. I mean, the, the lockdowns are over. The, yeah. the 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 uh, more or less the, the the special circumstances under which these laws have been created have been, now been passed over. Yep. Um, where do these people go from here? Where do you know the 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 pandemic pandemic folk go from here? Well, like they've established certain things. They've got the anti-vax sort of vein which has the big Bill Gates bogeyman thing next to it, which yeah. is cool. They've got that going for them. Yeah. They've got the 5G thing, which is tricky because the whole Trump thing, but now Trump's yeah. gone. Yeah. But that is so funny. That's a, Yeah, that is hugely funny. I mean, they were all set for for major cult status and uh, and the Trumps just, just popped, up, popped up and said, look, 5G, it sounds pretty good. Let's do that. Uh, with, a, with a couple of his, with a couple of his uh, mates in the telco business, and uh, oh, that's right, he's, he's going to hand down cleanse. He's going to cleanse the fire, yeah. isn't he? Four hundred and thirty-two hertz or some shit. It's fucking stupid. But yeah, like very, the very great very thing, stupid. but that's so. So it's left the five G people with 
you know, nowhere else to go, but, you know, a bit of a dabble at QAnon or... Gee, I reckon they can still the anti- hold their own. The, the, the anti-vax movement's looking pretty good. That sort of The anti-vax movement's very, looking very good. I mean, the QAnon thing is dying because the same with the MAGA cult. Like, you know, Trump's gone, Q's quiet. I mean, yeah, that's sort of, Q that, is that's a great talking about In terms of, you know, you know, we really did burn the candle, the right-wing candle or the extreme right-wing candle very, very brightly. Uh, over the last 10 years in Europe and the United States. Yeah. Um, look, it's worth remembering that, uh, you know, 70 years ago, uh, well, nearly 80 years ago, uh, the world was at war with these people. The, the yeah. world was at war with this ideology and we won. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, that's, and that is the ridiculous idea of these people going to these sort of Nazi groups, but these people don't follow any kind of logic like that. I mean, like one of the things you've got, and we, I, I really, I think should be emphasized quite strongly here is that the lockdowns have worked and these people still exist. Right. So we've had this situation where the lockdowns happened. They made up all this bullshit about all these suicides that never happened, all these things. They have all these anecdotal stories of all these people, you know, having this miserable sort of thing, blah, blah, blah. They've got a million of them. There's always some auntie they fucking know. But at the same time, the lockdowns worked. And at no point have I heard anyone from the anti-lockdown movement, whether it be on Facebook or in co- any kind of media media fashion, saying, "You know what? Maybe we did get it wrong, and well, maybe lockdown did work." But if yeah, but if you start from the premise that that it's all fake, uh, well, yeah, I mean, then then, then, you know, then I guess then, then you, you then you start you're not far away from that conspiracy theory. That's where, it. Where, That's where, it. You know, political leaders are able to turn and turn it on and turn it off. You know. So they've got to go somewhere because, like, that's the thing, you know. Like, yeah. if they were to come yeah. out and say that's lockdowns the, worked, logical, we got it wrong. That's the logical thing for me in Australia. Into that, yeah. into that sort of anti-vaxxer, uh, yeah. you know, dung heap, and uh, and that's the status. And soft sits as well. You would think, you know, a lot yeah. of these people they're they're too pathetic to be problems for law enforcement, but there, there are a few among them who will be, you know, pains in the asses of uh, of our police forces for a long time. Well, they're going to drive around with unregistered cars. Of course, those unregistered cars are automatically detected by a license uh, plate recognition and they're going to get pulled over and one of them eventually is going to have a fucking gun. Well, yeah, look, that's, yeah. <laughs> We're not done with them yet. Yeah, look, uh, you, you can't understate it. Oh, I absolutely agree with you there. But but um, uh, you would think more often uh, you're going to find that the... the, the you know the police forces are going to be, they're, they're, they're trained with weapons use. They're trained with all yeah. sorts of things. I mean, yes, it is a big, it's a huge problem in the United States. The issue, I don't think we've crossed that crazy border yet. Well, yeah, I think we're going to get there because you know, as I say, they're going to start going further and further down certain rabbit holes. So certain people will go hardcore anti-vax. I think majority of them are going to go hardcore anti-vax. I think some of them are going to go into that sort of like traditional conspiracy tinfoil hat thing with the 5G and the whole general sort of new world order. Some of them are going to go into the Great Reset, but economics is way too complex for most of these people. And then we're going to have the Nazis who fuck off to that side. Well, just the and- very idea. I mean, we're going, to, we're going to find out how many of these people there are because when we do roll out a vaccine sometime next year in Australia, yeah, you're going to see the people. Look, there's probably a group of people who are not um, – who need to be convinced, and, and, mm-hmm. and they're not. I wouldn't call them anti-vaxxers. Then there are the sort of you know the dogmatists. Yeah. They're hesitant. They, they won't. They, those minds won't be changed. So we're about to see how many people there are there, and whether that actually challenges 
yeah. uh, the the prospect of herd immunity. Herd immunity, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case to an extent. I think these guys, especially when we covered uh, in the previous episode with the electoral Well, there'll be so result. much that they can't do. That's the first thing. For, you know, I mean, yeah. Honest has said they won't be able to fly, but there'll be sooner or later. I mean, the legal requirements of the entertainment industry, hotels, etc. They're, they're they're going to require people to show vaccination certificates. And you've had to get vaccines for yellow fever to go to South America for fucking years. It's, it's yeah, like you know, it's, this is not it, new. It'll, it'll all be handled. Look, it is pretty intrusive, but it, but it'll all be handled relatively well through technology. But the simple fact is, that if if you, you won't be able to go to a pub, and then, then maybe you won't be able to go to a supermarket. I mean, look. Who knows? Yeah, the, the, these are things that we're going to have to deal with because you simply cannot have a group of people who say, fuck you, we're not going to do this. Yeah, and we're going to have to pander to this group with legislation, with all sorts of things, because at the end of the day, I think that when it comes between the draconian regulation of making these people not go to the supermarket because they don't have the vaccine passport or allowing them to go and just accepting that these dickheads are going to be dickheads. I reckon it's the latter. I reckon that, you know, I think our government is at the end of the day when it comes to the constituents and not refugees, quite benevolent. There'd be sympathisers and there are. I mean, there are sympathisers in the parliament, Hanson's talk, um, but there'd be sympathisers in the National Party and in some elements yeah. of the Liberal Party. Yeah, I don't think it's going to become draconian and crazy. And if it does, I might even take issue with a few of them. Because as much as I fucking hate these guys, I do, to an extent, respect the choice. But if you take that choice, I think some of your freedom is getting taken away on a practical basis, not a punitive basis, on a purely pragmatic epidemiological basis. I'm cool with it. Yeah, fine. Fuck them. But... Hopefully, they go anti-vax because, to be honest, I'd rather they do that than turn to Nazis. I honestly think they're going to turn to fucking Nazis. I really do. I mean, like, <laughs> the anti-Semitism with these guys are, is so strong already. There's a fork in the road. And, uh, look, uh, as uh, as Robert Plant once told us, there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's always time to change the road you're on. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, anti-vax one day, neo-Nazi the next. Let's mix it up a little bit. Why stay so stale? Well, let's just, that just wraps up uh, our uh, deeper dive now and yeah. move on to this. And I know this is a segment that people love to listen to because it gets the heart of power, not just in the United States, but across the world. The great family, the Trump family, and my very favourite Trump, Eric, who's like a bastard on Father's Day. He's like a bastard on Father's Day. Look, Eric's been slack this week. He's done fuck all. Uh, he's a very good-looking boy, but he barely got on the toots. But one did catch my eye. It was just a like. A like of the old man's toots. And, of course, uh, Eric would be always wanting to carry favour with the old man. And this is, one, this is one of the old man's tweets describing the latest insane legal challenge starting from Texas and now with the backing of 17 other Republican states and now 160 Republican Congress people. This is the big one. The Trumpster roared on Twitter as this nonsense prepares to be uh, discarded by the Supreme Court and will be by about Wednesday. But Eric liked it. He likes the idea of nulling millions of votes. He thinks it's tremendous reform of democracy that you can have a vote but if you don't like the way it turns out, you can still pick the winner. He calls it sort of a streamlining of democracy. And the ball got rolling when Attorney General in Texas, or Texas Attorney General Kenny Paxton, knocked a few writs together. Uh, 
Ken Baxter is currently under indictment for securities fraud and uh, also had a mass walkout from his office uh, just earlier this week. But Eric is a very good-looking boy, likes the cut of Kenny Baxton's jib, and uh, he does understand, too, that this is the last shot in the lockout for Eric before the veilers arrive and strip him of his nice suits and knock his teeth back to their pre-orthodontian days. Why wouldn't you like it? The choices are pretty simple. Ignore votes in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona. Not the down-ballot ones, by the way, which are fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the top of the ballot is where the, the, all the skullduggery occurred. But it's either that or Eric is not going to be a good-looking boy anymore. Poor Eric. He's like a bastard on Father's Day. He truly, truly is. And we've got to stop talking about Eric, uh, even even though he's a very good-looking boy, because yeah. we are now into this. This is perhaps it's considered by our critics and our reviewers as the most important segment of our show. It's the week in Pete Evans. We always know it's a huge week. The week in Pete Evans! And, uh, Joel, just let me know, how big has it been this week for Pete? It has been a very big week in Pete Evans, but it always is a very big week in Pete Evans because at the time of recording, we are... Three weeks since Pete said he had deleted his Three Facebook weeks account. Now. November 21st, mate. It seems like only fucking yesterday. Oh, I would love to tell you how many times he's posted since then, but I was never good at maths. I can't count that far. But Pete has been absolutely on fire recently with ridiculous and baseless claims of electoral fraud and a shitload of anti-vax nonsense. Shitload. I mean, we always knew Pete as a bullshit peddler, but he's really cracked it up a notch. He's deleting negative comments as quickly as they appear, making it seem that he may very well have hired someone to block people from his page. It's amazing what an echo chamber can do for your confidence. He fucking loves it. God, they fawn over him. I wonder how that works. See, Pete's been pushing the anti-vax line very hard at the moment. He posted on his Facebook some world vaccine polls. Oh, it's just, it's just like one of those fucking memes where it's got a bunch of shit with no fucking source. So there's no source to the numbers. There's no link to the methodology. No methodology. Well, there is Any no idea. methodology, basically. It's it's a click of the mouse. 100%. Because these, as it turns out, because the right can't meme for shit and he'll share anything without looking at it whatsoever, they actually left the little parlor scene icon and like the parlor <laughs> fonts on there. So it's just a bunch of polls from parlor. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anti-vaxxers on parlor. What next? <laughs> fucking people breathing. I mean, like, fucking thanks, Pete. Water is wet. Up is up. I mean, and Pete is also shown that he's not an anti-vaxxer by having a second interview with smug grifter and piece of legitimate human trash, Andrew Wakefield. Yeah, not anti-vax. Just asking questions. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, he's convinced of the vaccine. Not sure which one, mind you, as there are several, is going to change your DNA. This is based, I assume, on a chip packet science that doesn't exist. And while DNA can indeed be changed, the reasoning behind his claim that the vaccine will cause this is, as usual, baseless and fucking stupid. Yeah, this doesn't stop our fucking Pete because, of course, the US election is a fraud. Vaccines turn you into goats coronavirus is a hoax and Bill Gates is behind the whole fucking thing because while Pete has really ramped up the post count this week Uh, it's all just business as usual for this horrible culinary fuck I mean I have my fingers like 
and toes crossed the Zuckerberg was going to get round to delete him this week. Like there's a massive campaign of reporting the guy, but we have to wait a little bit longer. A little bit longer. A little bit longer. Another few more weeks. Fucking bullshit because this asshole is getting away with fucking nonsense. He's starting, and I say the word starting, to kind of piss me off. (laughs) But until then, 1.5 billion people are going to be served this right-wing lunatic anti-vax bullshit on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, fuck it over. And, and, that, and that is a very, very big week in Pete Evans. And we expect the next week to be even larger. That's the way it is for Pete Evans. He just goes on and on and on and on and on with that fucking stop. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already... Hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. I want to give another quick thanks. You already got one of the first one, but Tom Tanneke and Cam Smith were invaluable this episode, doing so much primary research on anti-lockdown lunatics, which I quite shamelessly stole in this episode because they've waded through the mangroves. We don't have to, but to be fair, I also did listen to a lot of fucking interviews this week and goddamn they sucked, but they picked out some really good parts of some fucking long and boring videos. So we could deliver you warm shit to your time strapped ears. As usual, Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the insider and Joel on at crunchy Moses with a K. And we have a Facebook page, which you can still find fairly easily. And finally, all feedback tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com we would love to hear from you even if it's simply to give us a list of bullshit reasons why bill gates should be arrested and that lockdowns don't work no of course they don't i mean look at us we're something i need to lock myself down i'll see you later listeners see you guys take care till next week catch you next week